welcome to episode 20 of the Blokebusters podcast. Woo! I'm Brian. Hey, episode 20. Yeah. I'm Brian. I'm Paul. And today is July 1st, 2013, and today we're going to be discussing apocalypse slash end of the world films <laughs> and using This is the End as a jumping off point. And just to be clear, end of the world films are... Not Catherine Heigl films, which only make me wish the yeah. world was ending. So, just, you know. Yeah, and, <laughs> and we're also steering clear of zombie apocalypse, because technically yes. that's more of a humanity threat rather than the world is ending. Yes. So whether you take yeah. a biblical context from it or just an, oh shit, the world's going to end context yeah. <laughs> from it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. kind of what we're going to delve into. But first and foremost, we need to... Give a big thank you to my friend back home, Dustin Bell, for his amazing artwork of our new logo. Yes, we forgot to put something on Facebook about that. He's been bugging us. <laughs> I non-stop. think it's been amended, though. I believe <laughs> yes, you amended it has, that. Yes. Uh, it has been amended. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, check it out if you haven't. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to it, you're seeing it. Yeah, um, but <laughs> it's uh, pretty much says everything we need it to say. And, yeah, uh, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Love the colors. Love the design. And we got a few different designs to choose from. Yeah. So I don't think Paul and I have any real dates yet, but look for that to be in another form sometime in the future. Yes. We're, in some form of merchandise or we'll what ca- have you. We'll kind of get on that as as and when we can. Yes, exactly. Very happy, very uh, pleased with it, and thank yeah. you very much again, Dustin. Yes, very big thank you. <laughs> All right. So uh, what the hell is this movie about, Paul? Well, I don't know. Let's have a very quick look here. Oh, I'll, I'll read off of both screens here at the same time. <laughs> it's a big skill, but I yes. think I've got it down. All right. While while attending no, 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 no. <laughs> while attending a party at Jane Franco's house, Seth Rogen, Jay Baruchel, and many other celebrities are faced with the apocalypse. Yeah, that's all that's written down. That's all you really need, I think, for this film. I think I didn't even need to know that to be yeah. interested in it. <laughs> yeah, just leave out face with the apocalypse. Just. Them and many other celebrities. They're just having a house party. I would have <laughs> yeah. watched that film. Well, yeah, so this film is basically just a whole bunch of celebrities doing a whole bunch of celebrity things. And wouldn't you know it, the world comes to an end. I mean, <laughs> if it had to happen, it probably would happen at a Hollywood yes. party, I'm mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> and obviously the great thing is they, they play who you think they are. Or they're the public's yeah. perception of them, possibly. Yeah, like Franco it, is a pretentious douche. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, into art and... Yeah, um, and... Very serious. Although there are some where they clearly are doing big parodies of themselves. With mm-hmm. Michael Serra, for instance. He's <laughs> sort of playing who he's typecast as in mm-hmm. film... As well as the fact that he's taking his fame for granted. So. <laughs> uh, not, just because this is a genre episode, I uh, do want to remind you this will be a huge spoiler. This is yes. the end spoiler. So yeah, if you haven't our... seen the film, stop now and see it. Because <laughs> yeah. we are going to be talking about some of the biggest spoilers. Yeah. A la Bill Murray and Zombieland type well, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Again, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, spoiler. Oh shit, he said that <laughs> I think we actually went through with that one on the previous one as well. Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah, on the uh, Ramzomcom one. Yeah, yeah. that other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That All right. one. Well, also, if you want to talk to us about this film or any other film whatsoever, you can actually get a hold of us on... Twitter at Blokebusters oh, or yes. on Facebook.com slash Blokebusters. Or you can email us if you so wish. I know that sending an email is so time consuming. So dated. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that yeah. anymore? Much like 
You would write a letter, P.O. Box. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get a P.O. Box, Paul. Well, my, my favorite thing, actually, very briefly talking about letters and stuff, someone posted snippets from newspapers in the very late 1800s saying that writing a letter was going out of style and no one ever did it anymore. <laughs> wow. So Why did school make me have pen pals then when I went through? That's much bullshit. But anyways, email, if you wish, at either blokebusterpodcasts at gmail.com or contact at blokebusters.me. And pretty much anything you want to say, we'll listen to. Whatever. We don't yeah. care. <laughs> Feedback. We love it. Yeah. So. Or would love it yeah. <laughs> if we get any, <laughs> ever. Yeah. Well, technically, we can currently say that we've had no negative feedback whatsoever. Absolutely. <laughs> that is what you call spin, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. we're going to run with that. <laughs> All right, so going into nuts and bolts quickly, the director of this were actually two directors. We have Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. They were joint directors yes. on this. Not to mention, I'm fairly certain they were also the joint writers on this. Mm-hmm. And the budget was $32 million. They, they're pretty much the American Edgar Wright and Simon Pig. Yeah. <laughs> Writer yeah, writing I, together, I you know. I, I, I would love to see a bit more from that. Yeah, exactly. All right, sorry. Go That's ahead. fine. Yes, budget $32 million. And the box office worldwide currently $77,081,836. Not too bad. Foreign, that is outside of the US for anyone listening in the UK, <laughs> just to do that. You're foreign. Huh? Only... <laughs> Two million four hundred thousand. So the rest of that is entirely U.S. Nice. box office. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah, I I, I can see that. <laughs> I would like to see a demographic of who's buying the tickets. I'm guessing a lot of eighteen to thirty-five year old males. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not is... not to say that there aren't that age or older or younger mm-hmm. females that wouldn't be mm-hmm. interested in this, but if we're going based solely on the stereotype of who Hollywood is mm-hmm. aiming for, yeah, the eighteen to thirty-five yeah. male. Well, audience. I'm sure a lot of women went to this. As a stipulation of, yes, they're taking their boyfriend to go see the next Katherine Heigl piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> or Jennifer Aniston, or, you know, Jennifer yeah. Garner, or whatever. Or possibly Emma Watson. I don't know. Oh, hey, don't, tra- don't trash my girl, Emma. Hey. No, no, She's your country, or country woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have nothing against Emma Watson. I just don't know where she's going to head now with her career, so it'll hmm. be interesting to follow that. Perks of Being and a Wallflower was great. Did you see that? I have not, but I I wanted to. Yeah. But I mean, as far as like a formulaic rom, rom-com, it's yeah. very well done. More coming of age. You know, right. But. Yeah. yeah, based on what I saw, that seemed like mm-hmm. it. But at the time it was out, I wasn't able to get to the cinema, and it didn't seem to be out for that long. It was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. I was very surprised by it. But anyway... <laughs> Back right. to the task at hand. So, yes. Now, the cast list for this is a little bit longer than you would expect. <laughs> I have written well, a... and most of the cast is in the film very, very, very briefly. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I have written down as many as I really would oh, want to Oh, we should have into. split it up into Raptured and Not Raptured. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the, to be fair, the Raptured one isn't that long. <laughs> yeah, true. All right. Well, if you want, I I'm can... eating a Sasquatch stick, by the way, people. Yeah. That's the noise you're hearing. Yeah, I'm not going to be bothered to edit that <laughs> bit out. And also drinking a strawberry Rita, so if I start to get a little sloshy at the end, that's why, folks. Yeah. Okay, continue, Paul. <laughs> All right, so let's go straight into spoiler then and say yeah. the raptured side, at least of people that we know the names of, mm-hmm. Jay Baruchel, Seth yep. Rogen, Craig Robinson, yep. and of everything I've got written down, that's it. However, I would like to think that Emma Watson 
probably is still out there fighting. I don't. I don't want a heaven without Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my heaven. I, I, I'm wishing Hermione. Yeah. Then. I was sort of expecting to see her in the crowd <laughs> at the end there. But whatever. Uh-huh. And everyone else, we have James Franco, Jonah Hill, Danny McBride, Michael Cera, Rihanna, Jason Segel, Paul Rudd, Mindy Carling, Martin Starr, Kevin Hart, Christopher Mintz-Plasse, Aziz Ansari. Yep. Evan Goldberg, Charlie Walker, Channing Tatum, and David Crumholtz. David Crumholtz. I was wondering if you would mention Crumholtz. <laughs> yes, Mr. He Numbers. Was lost on my list there. Yeah. Martin Starr, did you say? Yeah. Yes, I yep. did. Okay. Yeah, pretty much all the ones you've got there, mm-hmm. I probably mentioned. And for the most part, they are all playing versions of themselves. And we were talking just before this, and we can't think of another film where, for the length of time this film is running, where you have. So many people just playing themselves yeah. in this situation. If you can stop Al- us, please let us know. Yeah. <laughs> but- yeah, albeit the outlandish situation and the slight exaggeration of themselves, they are themselves. Yes, they know. are there. Yeah, as the, as himself. Whatever. That's the, what the whole credits is going to be. Yeah. as himself. <laughs> mm. Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So I've actually coined a term for it as well. It's. Uh, Metapocalypse. Because meta? <laughs> okay. yeah, very meta humor, which is probably half the reason why I liked it so much is yeah, you see you see a lot of spoof films, they go with brief seconds of someone making fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I normally find that kind of funny because I, I do like mm-hmm. the idea of celebrities that can make fun of themselves yeah. and can take how they're seen. Yeah. And, Going way back to like Kareem yeah. Abdul Jabbar and Airplane. Yeah. Or yeah, you know, it's yeah. Yeah. And then you get this film where most of the joke is that all these people are pretty much themselves in mm. this outlandish situation. And I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it... Right up my alley, that that style of humour. There obviously was crude humour in the film, and I enjoyed that too, probably because of how they were doing it. Yeah, time, it was yeah a lot of blue humor but it was clever blue humor i think yeah uh, you know it wasn't just simple dick and fart jokes well <laughs> so, nah, not all you know yeah. but you know what i'm saying yeah that i mean there, there were a couple of scenes where they pretty much were just going for that mm-hmm. but the way they were doing it was, but the actors yeah. have that license to play it so well where yeah. if it's just in a generic comedy or something i don't think i would have been into it as much no but, yeah I mean, it's it's kind of like you have your American Pie and Road Trip where they, they do that humor and it's like this film is based around that. Yeah. And it's like, th- that doesn't quite carry the mm-hmm. film. You're supposed to really go with the characters. Whereas this is, we know who the people are and in this outlandish situation, they've stumbled upon this. <laughs> this is how they're dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, some of the arguments they end up having are just... Fantastic. I, I, I could, I did see where this probably was a problem from the writing aspect. I, like, I'm sure that I don't know anything about it in any interviews, but right. I'm sure they had a trouble seeing where this film would go. Like, it's easy to get the premise right away. Yeah. But like, once they kind of set up that premise in the first 20 minutes of the film, I, I thought, well, what's the filler going to be till the payoff? You yeah. know, like, what are they going? And oddly enough, I was entertained for that. Yeah. Inter- intermittent period where they're just surviving in in the house or yeah. you know well if you look at it purely as a storytelling point of view you get the i'm gonna say about four or five major plot points that happen 
Like there's a, there's the Jonah Hill plot point, and then right. there's the the Jonah Hill and Jay relationship. Yeah, yeah which is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and and then that just culminates in a complete. Random, <laughs> off the wall, uh, rape, demonic... rape demons. All we gotta yeah. say. <laughs> the way this thing is going, you're almost expecting them to actually do something to Jay. And mm-hmm. no, it's more like I love us. that though because that is exactly how Jonah Hill's perceived. Like this super nice guy. Yeah, it's just like, so super nice, but so super fake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he he really is nice, ex- except the fact that he doesn't want to be nice to some people. Yeah, that he. Fucking hates Jay. <laughs> I, I would uh, love to see after they stopped filming how they then act. <laughs> like, exactly. You know yeah. Were they still yeah. being themselves? Were they method? Like yeah. Mr. Lewis Daniel Day. Yeah. Lewis Daniel Day. I like Lewis that. Daniel Day. That's how that came out. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Strawberry Rita. <laughs> oh yeah, and what? What else? You have obviously Danny McBride. No, I no, I keep. I do want to talk name. about yeah. Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. Oh, absolutely awesome! Loved him in Pineapple Express, and yeah, and he has the over arc of he's kind of the most together, as it were, of that little group. But he has to go out. He sees what's out there. He's starting to, you know, doubt what's really going on, and comes to the same conclusion that Jay does uh, you know what if this actually is the biblical apocalypse mm-hmm. which going out there is another point I like the fact that this was actually a biblical apocalypse type thing like they, they actually fully went with mm-hmm. demons on earth yeah and with the rapture, rapture with people yeah ascending into heaven yeah and yeah, because so many apocalypse films, it is the meteors coming to Earth, or something that has happened on Earth is destroying the ozone or whatever, which is then going to destroy the Earth. And some people will then go off and say, like, you know, oh, you know, God is angry at us, so this is what's going. And no, this is actually straight on going with people are raptured and hell on Earth is occurring, and it's yes, it's, with increasingly large. Demons. Yes. And the upscale demon of... parts as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. But yeah. It, and so it was refreshing to see they just ran with it. Clearly, $32 million isn't a huge budget, but they seem to be able to take most of that and shove it into the It looked really good for $32 million. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I'm sure that most of the actors in it agreed to take less than what they normally I'm sure they, yeah, a lot of them had scale and, yeah. yeah. And they, they probably get, it's probably, they get more of the profits than they would have normally, mm-hmm. but they got paid less mm-hmm. in the beginning. So, so yeah, this, this is something that, even though I myself do not agree with that religion and that is how the world is going to end and all that, I like that they did go with it and it was fun to see a real apocalypse. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I use the term apocalypse because I don't really know any other word that I would use to do that. Because mm-hmm. you know, I say the rapture, yeah. yeah. Uh, who knows? Because I'm not going to say the rapture because that's only what, like, I guess two minutes of the entire film is actual rapturing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The rest is just the more sort of, oh no, we're here on earth. Ah. <laughs> yeah. But left behind. <laughs> yeah. Or about to be taken and then, nope. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, must stay humble. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So, anyway, you wanted to talk about Danny McBride. Oh, I love Danny McBride. <laughs> Kenny fucking powers himself for all you Eastbound and Down fans. Uh, I love it. 
but he's, you know, the guy that's kind of the outsider of the group. Yeah. Wasn't necessarily invited to the party, no, no, <laughs> but crashed it. Yeah. <laughs> but crashed it anyway. And Ends up using most of their rations the morning. Always misunderstood his intentions. Yeah. Always trying to be nice. Why am I the asshole? You know, kind of thing. Even though he's, he's just... Some of the things he comes up with, it's like, no, that's why you're the asshole. <laughs> yeah, he, he is an asshole, but I love it. And I love the real world kind of confessionals they do, yeah. especially, you know, Danny McBride's. And yeah. I don't know, I just loved him throughout the movie. Oh, yeah, it was good. I don't watch a whole lot of the stuff that some of these people are in. Danny McBride, almost specifically. Jonah Hill, I'm not a fan of. Like the only real things I've seen him in for any length of time would be Django Unchained and this. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, so I... So you didn't see Pineapple Express? Because that had Craig Robinson, Danny McBride, no, Seth, yeah. Pineapple Franco. Express, that was... Like, maybe if they were playing themselves and then everything happened exactly as it did, mm-hmm. maybe I'd have been interested. But I'm not really that fond of the stoner comedy, as it were. <laughs> so Pineapple Express didn't appeal to me. Although I did like what they did with the fake trick. The, the fake, fake sequel? Yeah. sequel. Oh, yeah. Pineapple Express 2. Which I actually heard awesome. from uh, an interview that that trailer is actually what they were seriously considering for doing Pineapple, <laughs> Pineapple Express yeah, 2. Yeah, but now they've done it in the film, so yeah, it'll yeah, never happen. I, I think but, they actually are making a Pineapple Express 2, but I don't know any mm-hmm. details about that. I don't know. But, yeah, Danny McBride, the only time I can remember seeing him in anything else is actually Tropic Thunder. Oh, yeah. And he's just that special effect. Yeah! That guy, which is kind of what he is in this, mm-hmm. actually. But, yeah. yeah. But, his, yeah. Very he, good. He, he topped it for me with, I, I gotta say, one of the hardest times I laughed in the theater, and I can't remember when. Maybe the hardest. Yeah. But <laughs> the exchange with him and Franco. Yeah. With... Franco having a little issue with him depositing in. items in a magazine. <laughs> and, For spoiler uh, cast, we're actually not spoiling this bit, are we? I, no. I do think this is funny, so yeah, th- this one you can't. And, and it's just, uh, you know, yeah, it's just their argument and Franco getting animated. And, yeah. Well, most of them getting animated. I'll do it wherever I want. Yeah. Do it over here, I'll do it over there. Yeah, it's. it's <laughs> Oh my god! I was I was I went to, to it by myself, and I was usually people like someone, a friend there, helped me laugh, yeah. or whatever. Otherwise, I'll just sit there and just listen, watch it. But I was fucking laughing my ass off. Yeah. It, oh god, it was great to just get to see the tension they're under and just yeah. It, oh, it was hilarious. Yeah, and that that is a, a lot of the arguments you do kind of realize are just small releases for these people mm-hmm. to try and get out some of what they're feeling about this <laughs> this massive problem that they're having and then you just have some arguments that are just kind of how, how did that well that escalated quickly like when Emma Watson comes back and they offer her a place to stay and then probably have an argument in the hallway. Oh, God, I completely <laughs> forgot about that in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from, from the trailer... What we're all thinking. Yeah. Yeah. From the trailer, I thought it was going to... Obviously, you saw Emma Watson and then she burst into the house. It looked yeah. like she burst into the house and just tried to do it. 
And obviously in this film, that's not what happens. She bursts in and she's happy to see everyone. Yeah. They offer a place to stay. And so, you know, Franco goes out of the room, closes the door, and they all stand around in the corridor. And Jay Burchell starts off trying to say, well, you know, we should all just make her feel comfortable. There shouldn't be yeah. any tension. She's the only woman here. Yeah. yeah. And then one of them, and I'm fairly certain it's Danny McBride, says that you know, he's basically saying that someone's going to rape her. And <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a minute and a half long scene of everyone <laughs> arguing about, no, if anyone was going to rape anyone, it's going to be you. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, it, <laughs> and then they cut to a couple of minutes in to Emma hearing, these, Emma hearing. hearing this conversation <laughs> in her room. Yeah, and it's... And it's the sort of thing of, I do wish that they hadn't said that Emma Watson was coming back in the trailer because they show her exit from the house yeah. and you know it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So it was the sort of thing of, I think that would have played funnier without that in the trailer. But then again, you need it's the just line. just another instance of trailers yeah. being they, a piece of shit. They spoiling. needed that line of Hermione took our stuff. Yeah, that was, yeah. I mean, I knew it was coming, but I still chuckled at it. Yeah, it it was funny to see how it I would have liked her in the movie more. I'd love Emma Watson, but her part was great. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know if it was how my accent is and everything, but when she was talking, I only could really tell that she had an accent on a couple of words. Really? The rest of it, to me, just sounded like just regular talking. And then when she would say something, it would be like, oh, okay, that sounded very English to me. I don't know for you. I don't know. It Maybe d- she's been working <laughs> with a vocal coach to yeah, lose her accent. I, I was, I was going to ask if... Where's she from? Is she, is she a Londoner? Do you know? Uh, no, no. Okay. Doesn't no. sound like if, a Londoner. She sounds like it, she's not yeah. from London. No. Yeah. She's probably from the south of England, I yeah. would say, based on... When I've seen her talking and how she is in Harry Potter, so I was going to ask if you felt she had that strong of an accent. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if I'm losing British, my touch. but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, oh yeah, and so, yeah, this film actually goes several places that I didn't think it was going to. Oh yeah, <laughs> perhaps we should get to the big spoilers. Sure. Okay. Before, before I would say spoiler number one right. would be when Danny McBride becomes kind of the Mad Max <laughs> bandit leader. Yes. And uh, yeah, this is at a point when they're down to three people. Yeah. This is the third act. Definitely third act. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, he he <laughs> presents his gimp. Yeah. <laughs> Very clearly a gimp, which I love any gimp in any movie. Yeah. And. You know, he's, Are we going to say who played it, or shall yeah, we just say? Yeah, I think we're going to say, because okay. obviously, I said spoilers, you know, but yeah, so watch the film, duh. Yeah. But if you're listening to it by now, I'm assuming you have. Yeah. Or don't care. But, yeah, or <laughs> precisely. But Danny McBride is going on, you know, about how awesome he is, or how much control he has yeah. over this guy, this gift, or whatever, and lo and behold, the gimp... Or, Takes off his mask, and it is none other than Channing Tatum. <laughs> Bare-assed. <Yeah. laughs> I, I, I do think, like, I, I found that I found that very funny. I just thought, because he says, like, you know, oh, I'm going to do all this to you. And he has him, you know, bare his ass to himself. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens immediately after they show who it is. I think it would have been funny to show the other way around. <laughs> but I... That, I'm getting into the really sort of like slight nitpicks. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was yeah, these, awesome, and Channing yeah. Tatum definitely got some cool points from me for doing that. Yeah, I mean he he is the sort of person I've just seen as 
he's going to star in the chick flicks. Yeah, he's the heartthrob, the new (laughs) possible uh, Bruce Willis action star, you know. But, you know, I enjoyed 21 Jump Street for what it was, but... uh, I've heard good things about that. You know, and some of his other films, but I just thought, oh, you know, he's just going to be the cool action guy. But it was nice to see him take a shot at himself, really, and just completely um, bear himself, as it were. (laughs) Well, my my question then would be, do you think that him in this was better than Michael Cera in this? Like, making fun of themselves, or...? I mean, obviously, Tatum was a shock, because I didn't know that was coming. Yeah, I, I had heard Sarah, you know, yeah, well, he's uh, what trailer. he played, and he's in the trailer, and, you know. And there was a line in the trailer that he, they didn't say, because Sarah goes, is it bad? Yeah. Sarah, but, and I was waiting for that, and it, it was, you know, occasionally you get that in trailers, where it's an edited yeah, line, it, whatever. Or, or an alternative take. Yeah, an alternative, I, yeah. I wish most trailers were alternative takes. Yeah. I like that. But... I think Sarah, just because I, I guess I'm more familiar with him, I thought that was funnier. Yeah. <laughs> just to see him play such an exaggerated version of himself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe the guy does blow, but I don't yeah. <laughs> But I doubt he's blowing it in, uh, you know, McLovin's face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, of course, you know, being walked in on in the bathroom with... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a great... Yeah. He's yeah. just so calm. Yeah. <laughs> Leading to one of, I think, the best lines in the film said by Seth Rogen to Jay of, just ask me one thing. Is Michael Sarah's ass as cute as I think it is? <laughs> <laughs> cute as, yeah. I need to see that again because there are so many one lines that I missed out on because I was laughing from the previous yeah. scene. But, oh, yeah. And I guess we'll go to, I don't know, anything else you want to say about the for- film before we get to that last spoiler? I can't really think of anything else that I had lined up to say. I was going to say, who did you think was the best quote-unquote character? Like, was there one person? Oh, Franco. Franco, Franco, absolutely. Yeah, he he did. He did that with the R and like, not the Rogan, not the Rogan. (laughs) I mean, take me. They're paintings of just their names in cursive. (laughs) Seth Rogan, James Franco. (laughs) I mean, I I did like the entire thing of like, I will give my life for you. (laughs) I I do want to go through the film again just to see all of the set design because they had so much stuff from Freaks and Geeks and so you know that you know that the geeks painting or a poster and free you know all that in there uh, i know i'm sure there's tons of stuff to look at in there oh yeah but uh i and loved yeah. the only other thing i was going to say is more of a general question of obviously this is the first like big as i said at the beginning metapocalypse type thing and i just want to know do you think that we would need more like this film or do you think like i kind of think that a film like this, maybe every four or five years, where people really get the chance to work on it, and maybe it's like mm-hmm. when the next group of stars comes out, the next group of people that are willing to make fun of themselves mm-hmm. and do this. Because it's the same with spoof films. You get mm-hmm. a good couple of good spoof films come out, yeah. and then that's all oh, that I'm, happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the uh, rip-offs, you know. Because yeah. like when Gladiator hit it in 2000, then you had a series of sword and sandal films yeah. that all fell short. <laughs> And what Hollywood forgets is that a film is successful like that because of its story, because of the way it connects with an audience, not just because of the genre. Yeah. And if you don't have a great story, you don't have a great cast, it's not going to work. Yeah. So you get Kingdom of Heaven or you get <laughs> Troy or, you know. Yeah, but I, I do think that this group of people, they clearly are all friends in real life and all the stuff that they've worked on. And then it all culminates in them making fun of themselves in this 
actual sort of epic of a film. Mm. So and I w- oh, you're not, go ahead. You're not going to get that in two years' time with mm-hmm. a second group of people mm-hmm. who are just they just weren't in this film. <laughs> they then get the next the B list, as it were, and they're yeah. going to make the B film. See, I would like to see this film or this type of film with the older generation. I think that would be absolutely hilarious so like with a, like Sean, no, with like Sean Penn and like right. Tim Robbins and Bruce Willis yeah. and like all those guys playing themselves. Like Sean Penn, who's a very you know perceived serious actor. Yeah. Um, which there's a film I have in uh, my Netflix queue that I haven't watched yet, where it's like this is the pl- or the place or something. I don't know. He's some like weird rocker looking for his dad or something. Where he's really goofy supposedly, right. which you know I'm happy to see him play and not just some Mystic River. Yeah. Depressing ass role. But, <laughs> but, you know, I would like to see those guys, you know, the older school generation yeah, that, goofing around that playing be, themselves. That could be interesting. I mean, the closest we have to that right now, like, they're not playing themselves, but Red that, and Red 2 is. Oh, I now. thought you were going to say the astronaut film. Um, what was that? Cowboys. Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys. Well, yeah, that, that was I mean, that, that, that was yeah. That was more sort of. No offense to them, but that's the geriatric nice thing. <laughs> that was Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. And, yeah. And and Red and stuff is the more you wouldn't see them as like the retirees. Mm-hmm. They're getting there, but like they're not. Now, did you have the Red Two trailer on your screening? I did not, but I mm-hmm. have seen okay, the, the Red, Red Two, two trailers. Yeah. I, yeah, it I, looks enjoyable. I am looking forward to it, which I haven't seen Red yet, so everyone tells me I should see it. But well, got me in on that as well. I do think you should see that. Is you, it on Netflix? Like is it, it when it's on Netflix? I'll see it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not paying <laughs> at this point. <laughs> All right, so I guess that's going to, I mean, wrap... Well, no, 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 no. Spoiler. Last spoiler. My, I won't say it was a particularly funny thing, but you could not wipe the grin off my face during that whole performance. When they're in heaven, I don't know. I mean, as an American, I got to say, I don't know if you connect as strongly or what... Because I'm a few years older than you. No, no, it, it was it was around it was around when I was okay. <laughs> because it hit me that this group hit me at a point in my life, like you know Britney Spears and all this stuff, and the the pop candy pop yeah. culture, you know, all that just produced I, music. I hate I hated them and... at the time, with the exception of one song. But now, <laughs> but now it's more sort of a nostalgia thing. But all you got to say is "Backstreet's Back." All, all right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and. Oh my god, yeah, they're in heaven, and you got them all in the white suits, yeah. and you got Kevin, and you got, I'm not going to show how geeky I am by knowing more most of the right. names, <laughs> but yeah, you got them doing Backstreet's Back, I think that was the name of the song, Yeah, and then everyone doing well, the dance. Everybody, but yeah. <laughs> Almost everyone doing the dance, and like I, I said, the, the grin could not be torn away from my face. Yeah. I was loving it every I, second. I liked it. I I, I kind of wish that Seth Rogen had kept the segue for it. Pandemonium mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in the segue. Yeah, yeah, right there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, because I obviously he uh, not going to say obviously, but whatever. I just did. At one point, they're in heaven, and he just decides you can get anything you want. Segway. Hey, I've always wanted one of these. Mm. And then, then you have the finale of Backstreet Boys and. He just, it then vanishes and he starts dancing and I I was I loved the whole thing it was just a great ending to this film yeah. and as the credits were rolling I was just walking out and thinking oh that was great you know he should have kept that segue <laughs> <laughs> he should have been the only he one can trying for another to one do. that's fine <laughs> yeah but it was yeah I, I was wondering like as I was wrapping up I'm like how are they going to end this yeah because yeah they're, they're in heaven 
Yeah, like, how, where do you go do you from finish? there? Yeah, how do you yeah. finish this how do you, film? How do you just cut to black? You know, yeah. I'm like, yeah. So, but it was a terrific ending. Yeah. yeah, can't wait to watch it again. And one thing I will say, I don't know how it is for some, for some people going out there to see these films. When it comes to tra- to rating for it, like this had an R rating. Most of the time, they don't tell you specifically, like, exactly what will be in it. I know that they can't. Mm-hmm. But there are some films that, say, me and my wife might want to go and see, but let's say that we go and see an it's R, violent, language, whatever, don't care about that. But then there could be another R that's the same group of people that we like, and all of a sudden there's loads of nudity in it or mm-hmm. something. And that's the sort of film that we we prefer, we'd rather not go and see films where there's every five minutes is, oh no, there's a naked girl. Oh no, there's mm-hmm. a naked girl running around with it. And they seem to have now done away with those little things at the bottom of the trailers saying oh by the way this has got this I think they still have that well on the trailer they'll have it's like pervasive language throughout well well, they try to but now they they used to sexuality I I don't know I don't know how it has always been in the US in the UK before every film you have the trailers and then just before the do 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 like the the logo start, it's a little rectangle that comes up with the rating of it, and right next to it, it says you know contains language or whatever. Mm. whatever. And over here, I've never seen that. Wow. So going into a film, you can know it's R rated, and that's pretty much all you know that it is, unless you've seen a trailer. But I think, uh, as an informed moviegoer, you need to know what an R rating could entail, and no, if I, you're I, offended by any of those things, you're taking a risk. No, I. I, I do agree that to some extent it, it is entirely on If you, you want to play it safe, go see a PG film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's entirely on you to know where your boundaries might be. Yeah, and to and know see, I have none. Film, <laughs> uh, I have none. I'm not going to be offended by anything I ever see, <laughs> ever, unless it's done in poor taste. No, which, yeah. you know. <laughs> or just badly. If it's done well, like, hey, I, I'm sorry if I, this is offensive, but if it's an AIDS joke, if it's a well-done AIDS joke, I'll laugh. But yeah. if you're doing it just to be a hack, then fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and it, well, that's the thing. I, I don't have anything against those sorts of films or whatever. It's just I wish that there were just a little bit more now of like, oh, this contains a lot of nudity or just some nudity. Or, so something so that when you're thinking, what film shall I see today? Or what film shall we see this weekend? I don't know. You then don't have to go searching for mm. this specific thing. But this film, in case anyone is wondering, yeah, lots of language, lots of drug references, but not so much of uh, anything else, really. I mean, no. uh, short of the implied but not really shown demonic rape, as we said. <laughs> demonic, yeah. There's a little demon rape in there, but hey. Yeah. Don't be a square. Yeah. Enjoy some demon rape, why don't you? But I think that qualifies as a poll rant. <laughs> That's about as ranty as you're going to get from an Englishman. <laughs> yes, S- slight indignation. <laughs> slight upheaval. Right. Oh, I, oh, I do wish that they had more tea and crumpets in these things. My goodness. The scone is a bit drier than I desire. And no clotted cream. No. Oh, dear God. Yeah. All right. All right. So, shall we get into ratings then? I guess we can rate this real quick. Yeah. I think it's my turn to is go Is it yours? First. Yeah, go right ahead sir alright on purely how much I liked it and this is based solely on this one viewing I can't speak for how it's going to hold up Mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll hold up some but maybe not completely I'm going to go with a minus 
4.4. Wow. Holy However, cow. my critical rating, if I'm going to do it, it's probably a minus 1. So it's still really good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, solely how much I enjoyed this film and this style of humor, like the met- all the meta stuff in it, yeah, minus 0.4 personally and and i'm right out of minus one i'm just trying to not tie in my immediate love with it yeah and see trying to guess how i'll gauge it in the future and i think it's going to be a minus one for me yeah i i I do think it would be kind of cool if say in a year's time we revisit i I think it's going to be one of those comedies that's in my standard rotation yeah of blu-rays dvds you know that i pop in yeah maybe Maybe say once a year or so you bring it in and it's fresh. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be in with Groundhog Day and Caddyshack and Ghostbusters. Yeah. Which was, you know, which was on the other day. I told you. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. I came in halfway through. Oh, it's great. Where, uh, yeah, well, yeah, most of, uh, you know, Rick Moranis was being <laughs> tested and, yeah. Do you want some more? Yes, have some. (laughs) Yes, have some. Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. (laughs) One of the best Bill Murray lines. (laughs) This man has no dick. All right. How do we get to Ghostbusters? Who knows? Uh, Do we want to just run through some Armageddon if our runtime isn't too horrible here, Paul? Um, I think we got time. Uh, Yeah, let's uh, just not going in too in-depth here, just yeah. some other apocalyptic films. Yeah, and obviously because This is this is the End was such a sort of unique take on it, we don't have any that are specifically like that. No. Uh, but, yeah, it these, just, these yeah, are... It just spawned a discussion with us. Yeah, the, yeah, these are going into some of the other apocalypse films and just sort of seeing, maybe even thinking briefly on how it's kind of evolved. Because let's say the, I would say the first real big one that everyone sort of took to is probably Independence Day, at least for me. Growing up, that was the first real end of the world type film that I knew of and that everyone saw and everyone was either loved it or just thought it was American propaganda. (laughs) Hello, mother. Um, I, mean, I, me, I know there were. Let me uh, backtrack just a bit before you jump on <laughs> oh, Independence sure. Day because I know no, you have fine. nothing to contribute on this. Uh, <laughs> I also this week saw World War Z, right. which, although it's a zombie film, yep. I do count it as an apocalyptic film because it, this virus or whatever, this you know, it spreads at such a rate that human extinction is very likely <laughs> if a cure is not found soon. Would you consider contagion in contention for that? Cause I would. I would. Yeah. Cause yeah. That, that, I mean, I that know was it's a, not you know, I love, extent, uh, but... I love Soderbergh in that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good film. Definitely don't go see if, if you're a hypochondriac of any kind. <laughs> <laughs> no, you will uh, be Bill Murray in uh, What About Bob? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Baby step out of the office. Baby step into the elevator. Uh, <laughs> but World War Z, I, I really enjoyed it more than I thought it would. Right. And I will say there are some very slow parts in this film and times where I wanted to watch check, you know, look yeah. at the watch if I had one on. But yeah, just how much longer have I got? Uh, yeah. But you know what? When, when, like I'm kind of just counting seconds in between action scenes and, and you know, the trailer does give away way too much. Like the wall climb, you know, jumping yeah. on top of each other. And like, <laughs> obviously that's a big part of the film. And, but it is interesting. I haven't seen a zombie apocalypse or anything of that nature where it's from a entire family's perspective. Right. It's usually the lone man, which Brad Pitt yeah. turns out to be. Right. But he's still in connection with his family, and they still cut to his family dealing with this. Yeah. With his absence, with 
the Wait. possible never seeing him again with the end of the world, possibly mm. all that stuff. I've never seen that before, and it was nice to see that from a, what is portrayed as a typical American family. Yeah, and how they suffer through this, and how what their emotions are. I I can see that. Yeah, and as I was telling you about before, I will probably not see this film mainly because I'm in the camp of I read the book, mm-hmm. uh, not when the book came out, but a while after I managed to get it fairly cheaply, and I thought it was a fantastic book made actually written by Mel Brooks' son so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I found it interesting when I figured out who he was and I then heard they were making the film and I thought oh that's going to be kind of cool and then I found out what the film was going to be like and I realized that they took the fact that there was a zombie apocalypse and they took the name of the book and then they made a film and it's it's a completely separate thing but I will which, not... which I still argue I think every book lover needs to go into a film that's based on a book knowing that that it is allowed to exist as a separate entity no, I... that you must separate the book from your mind I do agree with that to some extent because I know that there are like you can have say you can have obviously badly done book film that like you know people will say oh well that really is just a mm-hmm. bad version of the book it's a completely you... different format there's no way you mm-hmm. can satisfy a book reader because you have 700 or 800 or 900 pages to relay a story, or you have two hours to convey well, a story. Well, no, I, I will say probably the best example I can think of, the Harry Potter oh, series. Okay. I thought the films were done well. I was in the camp of, I just thought what they should have done was split up the fifth film into two parts. Because there were so many little things in the book that weren't in there that would actually have been good to see. But, you know, that. That's, again, a little niggle. Mm-hmm. And I, I can see that. I read the books and liked it. I saw the films and liked them. But it's the fact that they... It's a World War Z film, but the film actually just isn't the book. It really isn't. And anyone that's read the book will know what I'm talking about. And I have a problem with that because I, you know, it really is just books that are made into films I'm fine with books that are made into a film but it they may as well just have ripped out the entire pages mm-hmm. and just taken the cover yeah. like, that's basically what they did with this yeah I, I can't think of examples but i know what you mean i've mm. thought of them before where it's like this is nothing yeah like but that's that is and I, I was apprehensive because i heard there were a lot of reshoots and they reshot the ending of this and that made me like well if they're that worried about it what was, was the outcry but the, i think the mm-hmm. pro- I remember reading about that, and I think the problem was that the ending was too depressing for the studio execs, mm-hmm. and they were told they had to change it. Yeah, because it's, I mean, spoiler, but it's set up as a franchise now. It's set up as a very likely sequel. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, okay, that was World War Z. I yeah. liked it. Not Paul bad. will never know it. So, uh, let's, I think, before we keep you too long, let's just run through a quick list of uh, Armageddon. Yeah, I'm again guilty uh, in my guilty pleasure episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Bruce Willis, I find for the most part you can't really get wrong with him. Well, and... You know, it, it. You know, I hate this phrase. I really do. It is what it is. I hate that phrase, but <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does have its uses, and yeah, this describes Armageddon. Yeah, it, it's one of those films that you know. It's no more, no less. Yeah, you know that they were tossing about ideas and it was like a meteorite heading for a Bruce Willis can start to know. that's it yes told there we go like, yeah, yeah that, and that getting a lot of big actors at the time you know Affleck was coming up and yeah. so you get him you know yeah and, and, it, and, it, just Billy Bob and yeah. it, it just turned into uh, sort of 
And you I, get the Aerosmith song in there, and then it's, yeah, I, I, I was, blockbuster. I would sort of argue, as I was saying, Independence Day, like it was the big sort of America Save the World, blah, 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 mm. that thing. This is kind of the same kind of thing. Like, yeah, a bunch of Americans go up and they yeah. sell, I mean, obviously, there's the Russian on the satellite. There's, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying specifically this, but it, it kind of, in the same vein to me mm. as we're going up there to save the world type yeah. thing. And like I you know, I don't want to repeat myself too much in that podcast yeah. but I, it is one of those films that's on TV and I do, will watch as much of it as I can when I catch it on. Yeah. It just for some reason it, it wraps me up. But <laughs> And then we have it's, uh, I would say it's less known brother. Uh, the, the, the one with the chip on its shoulder. Yes. Uh, yeah. Deep Impact with Morgan Freeman as the president. Yeah, and, and Elijah Wood as the yeah. somewhat younger than you would have thought at the time looking kid who who is yeah. just trying to save his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, and you have Tay Leone. I really enjoyed it. I think uh, yeah. it gets a bad rap from a lot of people, but... Well, it, it's seen as an Armageddon clone, even though yeah. I think it was about... Even though, I mean, even though you got to realize that these films are in years of planning and writing, yeah. and it's just so happens they come out <laughs> yeah, <laughs> relatively close what, to each other. What we were saying earlier, we might actually at some point end up doing a podcast where we do sister films, as it yes. were, and like Armageddon and Deep Impact would be one example. The most recent is, of yes. course, the two White House films. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, the mm-hmm. chances of those coming out within three months of yes. each other. And we're not talking about films that are immediately released because of a film's success. Yeah. Like you have the Transmorphers on yeah. Netflix, which well, is off of the Transformers. Or Snakes on a Train. Or uh, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln Zombie versus Zombie Zombies. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you're just trying to ride the coattails and hopefully you make a couple hundred thousand dollars yeah. it, for your $60,000 movie. That Abraham Lincoln Zombie one, that's on Netflix too. It is, yeah. I, 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 my roommate said, do not watch it. I was, I was trying to convince my it. wife to watch it just because it oh, would it be had something be. we could sit and groan it couldn't be any worse than the vampire hunter. Oh, we like that. I yeah, mean, and yeah, and yeah, you suck. It, it, it might be because, like, we saw it in 3D. It, it was the first film my wife ever saw in 3D that she enjoyed the 3D. Mm. So that helped her, and I... I guess it couldn't have hurt it. Yeah. It's like dread for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the best part of the film. Yeah, okay, we're not going to agree on this. Okay, one. yes, no. Horrible acting. Yeah, fuck that movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let's, uh, the Core. I enjoyed the core. that movie. So so did I. Um, I, I. It was one of those films that I was. It's implausible, that, obviously. Yeah. As of this point, but. <laughs> At, and of course, you know, spoiler for that film, you find out that the reason it's implausible is that scientists in real life would never actually do what they did in the first place, which would make the course stop. Yeah. I mean. Hmm. Let's, but obviously, we're do the building a energy. vessel that can travel to the center of the Earth yeah. is... I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the entire setup is, uh, you know, the magnetic core is disrupting because the core is not going to be turning very mm. shortly. We need to get down there and fix that. And you find out that scientists decided to put something down there which made it stop. Mm-hmm. And you'd think at some point in in real life as this were happening it's like okay so what are the possible side effects of this new say energy source I'm not sure what it was it's like well you know there could be slight temperature right? or, you know the, the core could start spinning I'm sorry go back <laughs> yeah it's like that depression <laughs> medicine that leads to suicide yeah. like wait well, hold on yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. that's kind of what I wanted to yeah. avoid yeah. Yeah. Shall, shall, we, shall we go back to the drawing board with this one yes. that is an effect not a side effect <laughs> 
Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, all right, enough on the core. <laughs> Sunshine, which I don't think is a film you've seen. I have not. Although... It's 50 years into the future to reignite the sun, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It, it's the core in space. Yeah. <laughs> stuff happens. Stuff yeah. happens. It's okay. You could sum um, most of these up with stuff happening, yeah. really. The Day After Tomorrow, didn't care for that one. I, uh, I lumped this in with zombie films as not officially apocalypse, mainly because it's... I like, th- This is... The Day After yeah. Tomorrow is just... Very quick, as in it all happens in a week. And, Climate change. And I can <laughs> seriously not tell you one single plot point of that film. I, I found it completely forgettable. Well, uh, they, they had to huddle in a library. Okay. It was too cold at one. Sure, I know I saw it, but I, like I said, I got to my head, I could not tell you one detail or yeah. one line said in that film. There's actually a film, I cannot remember, oh, 2012, which uh, I don't know if you had written down. No, I, of, I refuse to see that as one well. One of my favorite comedians, called Dara O'Brien, he rips it apart by saying the opening scene is this thing a guy turns up like you know a hat you know briefcase very obviously in a hurry he turns up at this tent where these people are working and it's like you know I came as soon as I could like what is it mm-hmm. and the guy's like you know oh we've had some amazing discovery and he says number one the man that turns up then doesn't say well why didn't you fucking email <laughs> you know? and then the guy says the neutrinos have mutated and they're heating up the planet and then at the end of the film, everything is completely back to normal. So this event that has never happened in the history of the world happens twice in one week. And he points out every scientist in the history of the world would have said to this one guy, no, check it again. You're, you're wrong. <laughs> this is, it's so, many, so many of these films are really based around these so loose it almost somewhat hurts. So science of how... No, we just accept these things happening. I mean, obviously, I think Armageddon and Deep Impact so far would be the closest to we'll accept it because a giant object in space hitting us, that's actually something Mm. that could happen. Yes, and there are institutes dedicated to fighting those uh, NEOs, I think, near-Earth objects, what they're called. Yeah, well, I mean, there's near-Earth objects, which are ones that they study just in case, and then they're always searching for the ones that will be passing very close by. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, I wanted to mention Dogma, because that's one of my favorite Kevin Smith films. Yeah, very Um, very good film, and... Yeah, Bartleby and Loki, and... I I kind of Yeah, The Devil, yeah, it is apocalyptic. Yeah, I'd forgotten that the premise of this film is if these two angels walk through that door, yeah. the world will end. Yeah. <laughs> well, the universe will end, actually. Mm-hmm. Think, so. And Kevin Smith will get tons of hate mail <laughs> and death threats. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a giant poop monster. Right. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Uh, and a lot of more set. Oh, of course, yes. That's God herself. Spoiler! <laughs> all right. Uh, Independence Day, were you done on? Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think it's fun. Yeah, it, um, it's on rewatching, fun. it's less fun for me. Yeah, uh, I, it, it gets a little more cheesy and hokey as time goes it, on. It's another one of those issues of, as I was saying with some of the other films, there's bits in it where they expect you to just go with it. Like, for instance, the fact that this one guy can create a computer virus for an alien software in about four hours on a Mac. Like, there's <laughs> definitely some Deus Ex Machina yeah, in there. It's it, just like, okay, we're going to create this thing and it's yeah. going to work. Yeah. Okay. Keep, the, keep the story moving, folks. I, keep the story yeah. moving. I mean, yeah, if you really want an in-depth discussion on those sorts of things, there are probably uh, several hundred podcasts out there that will rip into all of these. Yeah. I, I'm just pointing out that 
it, it's a, it's a blockbuster, you know. Yeah. It's you know it doesn't it, have to entirely make sense. It it was actually for me one of the first blockbusters that I was aware of. I mean, I think Jurassic Park and Independence mm-hmm. Day were the first where I really started to realize, oh, there are actually some films that are build up. During the summer, they build up this film, mm-hmm. and this is the film everyone will go and see. Yeah. And now that's what maybe twenty a summer rather mm-hmm. than like two or three. And, and only a few <laughs> of those are going to hit. Yeah. Actually, they think everyone's going to be a huge success, but yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's enjoyable. Like it still has its charm, but yeah. like I said, it's lost a little bit for yeah. me and repeated I, viewings. I mean, I, I will say that if we're going. If we're going to like rate sort of Armageddon films, This Is The End for me is now the top end of the world film. And it's mostly because I think of the other films. I mean, Dogma is very close just because I love Kevin Smith. I love that style. And I think he made a fantastic film. And, And this could be just coming off the fact that I saw this film today. But This Is The End is an end of the world film that was just so well done I found the characters were quote unquote characters were done in such a way that I was following all the way through I was laughing at loads of points there was making you laugh at I was laughing at some points that maybe they weren't trying to make you mm. laugh at and all of these other Armageddon end of the world films they do start the cheese factor and that was actually something well, that was missing from this film I found yeah is the the cheese was not there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just briefly, and also I don't have a whole lot to say on. But a couple oh. classics that have been remade: War of the Worlds and Day of the Earth Stood Still, which yeah. I've both seen. The originals have not seen either one of the remakes. I have with seen... uh, Tom Cruise and Keanu Reeves, yeah. respectively. I think I have seen the remake of The Day of the Earth Stood Still. I have seen half an hour of the remake of War of the Worlds, mm-hmm. and I've seen half an hour of the original War of the Worlds, okay. and I have not seen any of the original. But I just want to give a still. shout out to that old, to say that it is a genre that dates way back. Uh, yeah. That's all I wanted to bring that up for. Yeah, and it, it's definitely, I, if you actually think about it, back then, Armageddon would have basically been these giant things turn up and are threatening humanity like for instance the Daily Astro still there's an alien that comes and is judging mm-hmm. humanity mm-hmm. and then if you think about it how many films were there where there were giant ants are coming to kill humanity yeah. or you know, mm-hmm. the attack of the 50 foot woman <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or Starship Troopers or, yeah. yeah I mean all of these films where there are end of the world type things and then as time went on I think the budget started to get bigger the effects started to get better and they became more of a staple of blockbuster territory rather than mm-hmm. every year it's like oh what's going to be the sort of giant monster attacks mm-hmm. earth type thing i think at the time at its time war of the worlds was kind of a ballsy thing to do it's yeah. not yeah you know, i've read the difficult origi- thing i would think to get made because yeah i i've read the original i don't it's know quite outlandish to i mean no the end of humanity you know yeah, the, the story the whole thing is based around is such a fantastically well done story and I oh yeah which original, everyone's heard yeah I hear the great. original film actually came very close to doing that which at the time mm-hmm. would have been really risky I mean, almost the first sort of eco-conversationalist mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so it's uh, conversationalist what the hell yeah, are you talking about <laughs> but yeah you're dealing with people that have been through wars and stuff and they're very you know yeah the, the world very troubling could have ended times. for <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I just briefly want to bring up the point as well that, or the inherent problem with a lot of these films is that this hasn't happened yet. So yeah. no one knows what it's going to be like. Yeah. So I it's obviously. it's difficult for an audience member to put themselves in that place 
because they have no idea what it's going to be like. Yeah. Um, so you're asking a big leap of faith there, which is why This is the End was so smart. It's just a, it's a straight-up comedy. Yeah. So I don't have to connect with the characters, essentially. You know, yeah. I can just enjoy, enjoy it from my perspective of watching these idiots yeah. <laughs> and deal with this. Well, you, know? and you can also, you can think, with the comedy thing as well, they, and they show so much of what happened to so many other people, you can think, would you have run outside, for instance... Or would you have stayed in the doorway and watched it happen? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for me, if there's a gigantic earthquake going on and I see there's, like, big problems going on outside, I'm going to stay within the house boundaries. I'm going to get in the bathroom or in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, like, look out the top floor window. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I, I think I would have survived the initial opening. <laughs> I can't speak yes. about you past You would have fallen in the sinkhole. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm spent, Paul. How about you? Yeah, I'm not too not too sure we can carry on talking about the world. I don't know. I don't have any Netflix recommendations this week. Check out your queue, folks. There's good stuff on there. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I don't have anything either. Mainly because I've not had the time to do that. I've been very busy at work mm. recently. So this week, however, I will have a fair amount of time. Also, hopefully next time there'll be something. Not the Hunger Games is mine because I watched <laughs> the Hunger Games despite every instinct I had, and I thought, oh, four stars. I should probably just give it a try right no all i gotta say hour and eight minutes into that film before the game starts yeah hour and eight <laughs> battle royale someone dies in like the first 10 minutes of that film <laughs> and if you're gonna have kids killing kids get it going folks yeah all right that's all right hunger games rant all right. <laughs> uh, that's gonna do it for me i've been brian and i've been paul we'll see you next time folks uh,